your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jared Ellis, and you're listening to Locked On Hurricanes on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And as always, you can find the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes, my personal Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96, and don't forget to rate the show five stars on whatever platform you are listening on. And in today's episode, we will be previewing today's matchup against the Boston Bruins, looking at the projected lineup and the keys for victory for the Hurricanes in this game. So, we are in Boston tonight for a hockey game, which is crazy to think about because since December 13th, 37 days, the Carolina Hurricanes have played a total of two road games. Well, this would be two. The other one being the um, New Year's Day game against the Columbus Blue Jackets. All the others have gotten postponed, and now we're here where we are. I mean, you had that one against Philly, I think, last week or the week before. Got postponed at 10 o'clock at night after the team was already there. Philly had enough players to play and all that stuff, but that is what it is there. But... We're actually playing a hockey game, which is crazy to think about because it seems so often they're just getting postponed now. But this is not going to be an easy game for sure because the Boston Bruins have won five in a row as of right now. And not only have they won five in a row, they've also won eight of their last ten games. Bruins are red hot right now and they're really starting to pick up, whereas you know, kind of early on in the season, they weren't as hot as they usually are. We're used to Bruins being a really top team in the NHL, not one that's kind of towards the middle or bottom. And obviously not saying they're a bad team. They're not. But right now, the Bruins, if the playoffs were to start today, they're in the second wild card spot, they're fourth in the Atlantic division. We're used to seeing them a bit higher up, but they're really starting to heat up now. So they're a dangerous team. And when a team's hot, they're hot and they can beat absolutely anybody. And this is going to be a game where I think while it has been a long time since the Hurricanes and Bruins have played each other, they're also going to remember the last time they played on October 28th was when they got shut out here in Raleigh. That was Frederick Anderson's first shutout as a Hurricane that ended up putting at the Hurricanes at a 6-0-0 record at the time. But that's something that you know, they're going to remember. Like, hey, you shut us out. Yeah, you know, We've been able to kind of you know, push you around for the past several years and now what are you you're good like what and the Bruins they're not they're not ready to give up their top spot I said in yesterday's episode that the Bruins have been a team that had arguably arguably been the Hurricanes kryptonite for the past few years and like I just said they're not ready to give up that top spot 
yeah, the Bruins are definitely aging out some, very much like the Capitals, like the Penguins. These teams that have been on top for so long, you know, there's starting to be other teams come along, you know, like us, the Panthers, and we're the two big dogs in the uh, Eastern Conference right now that are really coming up, and some of these older teams are not going to give up their spot on top easily, and that's definitely going to be the case tonight with Boston. And it, there's definitely going to be some question marks going into this game as far as players for the Hurricanes. And we'll obviously talk more about that with the uh, projected lineup. But one thing that I think will be really, really cool for the Hurricanes tonight mm-hmm. is being able to tie and potentially break the penalties killed in a row. They're currently sitting at 35 penalties in a row that have been killed. The franchise record is 36. That was set in the year, in the 2000-2001 season and in the 2014-15 season. So it, it'll be cool if the Hurricanes can tie it and break it, but on the flip side... I also want them to take a lot less penalties. They took five in the last game, which I thought was way, way, way too many. Hopefully, they only maybe take like two in this game. They don't take another five because Boston is definitely not a team that you can be doing that against. But I do think one thing that will help is Jacob Slavin being available for tonight's game. When I was initially taking my notes, I was unsure if he would be playing, but the projected lineup is out, so we'll be talking about that more in a little bit. And then a couple other small roster moves before we get into the projected lineup, and that is that Josh Levio has been reassigned from the Chicago Wolves to the Carolina Hurricanes taxi squad. I think we all know why, but we'll discuss that more in a minute. And Joey Keane has been sent back to the Chicago Wolves. Again, you can kind of see the writing on the wall of why that is the case, but we got to talk about the projected lineup to really dive more into these roster moves, and we will be doing that right after this quick break. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all of the sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Now it's time to dive into the projected lineup for tonight's game against the Boston Bruins. As I mentioned, Josh Levio has been assigned to the taxi squad. Joey Keane has been assigned back to the Chicago Wolves. That is pretty obvious of what moves are going to be made in this game. Levia was brought in because we will obviously not have Martin Natchez tonight. 
he has entered COVID protocol. We're not going to have him for a while. So that's exactly why Levio was brought in, plain and simple. Uh, and you look at Joey Keane being sent back to Chicago Wolves. That's because we're having a defenseman return tonight. Jacob Slavin is returning to the lineup tonight, or is at least projected to. I was initially unsure of if he would play in this game. I said that you know this would definitely be the earliest we could see him play, but I was thinking maybe like the Friday or Saturday games would be when we would really see him. But yeah, you know, that is what it is. There, we're gonna see him tonight, and you know I'm definitely excited for. It. I think he's going to be a big part in this game. But, you know, looking at the lineup, because now there have obviously been a little bit of changes. First line is still the same, though. We have Teravina, Ajo, and Jarvis. Again, like that line, and really can't go wrong there. Second line, you have Sveshnikov, Trocek, and now Niederreiter. He's obvi- Niederreiter is obviously slotting up into Natchez's spot. And, again, really like that line uh, The in the uh, last game against Vancouver. The that second line there with Sveshnikov, Trocek, and Natchez was a hell of a line. They they were putting in some work in that game. And on your third line, now you have Stephen Lawrence, Jordan Stahl, and yes, Rafats. Lawrence is obviously now moving up, slotting in where Niederreiter would normally be. And on the fourth line, you have Martin Kotniemi and Derek Stepan. Stepan's obviously coming back into the lineup now after he was a healthy scratch in the last game. I said before, he doesn't need to be getting scratched. This There is a visible difference of when he is on the ice and when he is not. And he needs to be in this lineup. And I, he obviously will be here for the next little bit, though, with Natchez being out. And on the defense side of things you have Slavin and D'Angelo Shea and Pesci and Brendan Smith and Ian Cole again Jacob Slavin is just kind of slotting back right into his normal spot exactly where you figured that would go my one gripe here is Ethan Bear being scratched over Brendan Smith I get in the Columbus game Ethan Bear did not play well. I get it. But we all see Brendan Smith out there. Is he really better than Ethan Bear? No, he's not. Uh, and this is definitely a, a, a move there. I am not a fan of. And it... it Brendan Smith just looks so out of place on this roster. I get advanced stats and all that. Okay, yeah, he's great, but that's on paper. You actually get out there and watch him. He's not all that in a bag of chips. He's not. He he looks really outmatched. Hell, he's out. He gets outskated. He's so slow and. He's the one that needs to be getting sent back to Chicago, not Joey Keene. But that is what it is. I, I've said before, Brenda Moore and his coaching staff and all that, they, they know more than me. They know more than you. And so, yeah, at the end of the day, you know, we, 
we got to trust their decision making of what they feel is best for the team and the roster because as a whole for the most part they've they've made the right decision obviously there's been wrong decisions here and there of course but I, I'm still not a huge fan of this I think you know you can't just he has a bad game you can't sit him forever because all right at that point you're not going to be able to get him to be better because he's not even getting to play so I I really don't agree with that there but defense wise I think you know that that's definitely going to be an improvement having Jacob Slavin back in the lineup I definitely think that will cover up some of the holes that have been made apparent with him being out but we'll just have to Wait till the game starts tonight, I guess, when it comes to that kind of stuff. And starting goalie is projected to be Frederick Anderson. No surprise there. I feel this is a game you you definitely have to go with Freddie. With as hot as Boston has been, you cannot throw Alex Lyon in there. You can't throw Jack LaFontaine in there because they would have an absolute field day with both those guys and it would not be pretty and but there's still no timetable on auntie ronta's return again he wasn't gonna be on long-term ir but he also wasn't day-to-day either so really no telling of when we'll be getting him back in the lineup but a game like this you gotta go with freddie you cannot throw one of those other two guys in there. It it would not go well. I, I definitely feel that. And, of course, Martin H's COVID protocol, Ethan Bear, scratched, of course. But as I mentioned, yeah, when we were talking about Jacob Slavin, I do feel that him being back in this game will definitely be a really big positive for the Hurricanes. And one of the big keys to victory for the team in this game, and we'll dive into those keys to victory right after this quick break. Now, what do the Hurricanes need to do to win this game? Honestly, a lot of it really comes down to defense in this game. I'm pretty confident in the offense of being able to do what they need to do. They've really shown over the past, aside from the Columbus game, of that they can get the job done. I'm not overly concerned about the offense. Obviously, it's worth mentioning. Top guys got to be like top guys in this game. We need to see Sebastian Ajo continue to be producing at an all-star level. Same with Fetch. I'd like to see Jarvis chip in as well. You know, it. you guys know the deal with offense. But I, I do feel... That defense is really going to be what this game comes down to for the Hurricanes. Because so often in years past, it's been our defense really can never stop Boston. Same with the goaltending as well. But I think Jacob Slavin being back in this game, that'll be really good for the team there because... I think having him back, that'll 
really tighten things up defensively. Uh, I said in yesterday's episode that a lot of the holes and whatnot that were getting left open and lapses in defense and all that, that was being more apparent with Jacob Slavin being out of the lineup. With him back, I do think we'll see a noticeable improvement in that area. Again, I don't know if he'll be 100% tonight, so I don't know how much of improvement we'll, we'll see. But I do think we'll see an improvement there. And I think we also need to ramp up our physicality when we're playing Boston. I said that was a big thing in our last two games with Columbus and Vancouver. We were just lacking the physicality aspect of it, especially in Columbus. Uh, But I think we really need to ramp that up uh, because Vancouver and Columbus, they're, they're one thing. But Boston is a totally different beast, and they know the history between these teams over the past few years. We know the history of these teams over the past few years. So they are going to have to really bring it physically tonight. They need to be ready to throw their weight around and, frankly, not be afraid to drop the gloves in this game because I really think that it may come to that with some in this game because these teams, again, I keep saying it, they have history over the past few years. Don't let them get the better of you and don't let them push you around either. Don't let them get on your skin, of course, but again, don't let them push you around. And I think they really need to bring that physicality in this game and don't leave Freddie out to dry. Yes, Freddie is better goaltender than Peter, James, the Ned. But, yeah, he's an all-star for a reason. But still, he can't do everything. Because that had been an issue in years past of when we play Boston, the goalie gets hung up to dry. Yes, all three of those guys have made some awesome saves. And... They won games for us. I think nobody would say that they didn't win games for us. But at the end of the day, they can't do everything. You go back to the bubble against Boston. Only can't do everything. The team out front of Peter and Jameson was not stepping up the way they needed to. And the team now, yes, they got some more experience. I don't know there's some new players here. Hopefully we can be able to step it up and not leave our goalie out to dry give the goalie the support that he needs because like i said he can't do everything that had been an issue with boston in the past goalie has to do way too much and he can only do but so much but defense is going to be key in this game need to tighten it up need to bring physicality don't leave the defense out to dry and honestly penalty kill needs to stay hot because I think if, yeah, I mentioned earlier, you know, how we've killed off 35 straight penalties, franchise record is 36, yada, yada, yada. All that's well and good. But I said, you know, it's in yesterday's episode, it's one thing to be killing penalties against teams like Vancouver or Columbus or teams there where they're not necessarily the most lethal on the uh on the penalty kill 
that's one thing there. Given anything can happen on any given night, but you look at the team's power play percentages on the year. The Blue Jackets are ranked 26. You have the Canucks, they're ranked 17th. And then you have the Bruins, who are ranked 8th. Right behind none other than us. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's definitely going to be a different beast tonight when it comes to the kill. They can obviously do it. I think we all know that. And... I don't think that's a concern of like, oh, can the Hurricanes not, you know, kill off penalties? No, they absolutely can. They're ranked number one in the league in penalty killing for a reason. But the Bruins are also tied for seventh in penalty kill as well. So special teams is also going to be something that's really important in this game for the Hurricanes. Our power play needs to step it up and our penalty kill needs to continue to stay hot. Again, it's not that we have a bad power play. We don't. They're ranked 7th in the league. And, you know, for once we have a really good power play unit. Because in years past, we have it. It's really only within the past year or two that our power play has really been able to step it up and match the rest of the team. But, again, special teams has got to be one tonight for the Hurricanes. Penalty kill and power play. Because... Again, you're you're not going up against a team that's middle, bottom of the league in power play now. You're going against a top 10 team in power play and penalty kill. So you're going to have to step up your game there. But I do think that the Hurricanes will be able to do that tonight. And I'm really looking forward to this game. I think it's going to be a really, really fun game to watch. And I expect some fireworks in this game. And like I said earlier, I wouldn't be surprised if we see the gloves get dropped in this game. But we'll just have to wait and see. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to Locked On Hurricanes on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes. Myself on Twitter at Jared Ellis underscore 96. Rate the show five stars on whatever platform you are listening on and whatever platform you're on. You can find Locked On Bets for your second listen of the day. It's your daily one-stop shop for all of your sports gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And in tomorrow's episode, we'll be recapping this game against the Boston Bruins. What went good, what went bad. You guys know how the recaps go. And I will talk to you in tomorrow's episode.